everybody this episode of star trek the next conversation is brought to you by ripley's believe it or not i'm We're walking on museums theme song um you That's, know guys charge extra for that i can't stress how much fun you could be having at the Ripley's Bernat. The Ripley's. I think we lost our bonus. <laughs> the Ripley's Bernat. Uh, the Ripley's, believe it or not, museum and auditorium in Hollywood, California. It's a fun night out. And if you want to have that night out with two people, but you really feel like only paying for one, we can help you out. All you have to do is mention Star Trek The Next Conversation, and it is a buy one, get one. That's a BOGO. BOGO entry into the auditorium. That's right, two for $20. All you got to do is head up to the person that you're paying and say, hey, look, I heard about this on Star Trek The Next Conversation. Be real aggressive like that. They says I can get two for one. (laughs) What do you think about that, huh? And uh, they'll enjoy that you're talking like one of the aliens and a piece of the action. And uh, they'll then give you entry, two for $20. That's right. Thank you once again to our sponsor, the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California. It's at Hollywood and Highland, the crossroads of entertainment. Tell them Matt and Andy sent you for buy one, get one after 5.30 p.m. That's two for $20 after 5.30 p.m. Tell them Matt sent you and Andy doesn't know what's up. Hey. Podcast, the final frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission to seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. everybody it's the show hi guys welcome to it andy's here once again it's me andy sorry to disappoint everyone <laughs> you uh, just kidding zing them real good you got me anyway guys i don't know what happened to the air horn <laughs> people really love that air horn. <laughs> <laughs> you know the air horn was good when i had the app uh, readily accessible gotcha <laughs> but i don't right now so <laughs> understood that's where the air horn is um Andy, are you excited to talk about... You know what pleased me to no end was the fact that I realized that after this episode uh-huh. is episode 15, which is yesterday's Enterprise. Uh-huh. Which is a, a, an all-time a lauded, classic. Yeah. An all-time classic. Right. I'm talking, buckle up, Andy. Uh-huh. We're going to see once again next week, Denise Crosby. Well, I don't want to... That's any... not a spoiler because it's in the trailer that we're going to watch at the end of the show. Okay. Some Did you already say... watch it? What's that? The episode? No, I haven't. Oh, I didn't know if you joined. Um, yeah, some people would say that that is a that's a so you got to watch the spoilers. A lot of people have said that they definitely some of people are watching along with us for the first time. <laughs> people, so sorry. Look, I'm ba- spoilers are bound to slip out. I don't do it intentionally. It's bound to happen. And uh, I'm sorry if I spoiled that Denise Crosby will be in next week's episode. But think, by the end of this episode, this. by I the end of this episode, I don't think because I if do. you didn't know she was going to be in there, then uh, the surprise of the trailer. Well, maybe we should have a, a thing that we say no before trailer? the trailer. Oh, f- 
Andy. If I didn't know, I really would I'm be shocked. I'm pumping the brakes. I'm pumping the brakes on that right. right now. Listen, everybody. I cannot. I don't have control be over held. all the details of the show. Guys. I cannot be held responsible for spoiling an episode of Star Trek that aired 30 years ago. On that will. It's the fucking main point of the trailer that we're going to see at the end of this episode. Guys, I can tell you, on, on the Andy Secunda Babylon 5 podcast, there will not be any spoilers, but uh, I don't have control over this one. Matt, would you have them watch uh, this episode? Hollywood Babylon 5? A Matter of Perspective? Would I have them watch this episode? Um, I, think it's, a, it, I think it's a sure... And a don't worry about it. Sure. Why even a sure? Oh, because it's so um, ridiculous. Uh-huh. And the premise is so... I don't know. I've seen this episode a lot. Yeah. So that might be coloring my sure. Like, if it's on, I'll watch it. Because there are some genuinely um, funny, awkward moments. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to get into that. Because I don't understand. In the meantime... You don't understand what? I don't understand. A funny, I- awkward moment? Uh, you're saying you enjoy the badness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's why I'm saying sure. I'm saying watch it for its remarkable uh, gotcha. lack of tact. Right, right. <laughs> it's the only time that you'll ever hear Will Riker say, I didn't try to rape her. <laughs> so It is an un- unusual it's insanity. for it next is insanity. generation. Um, we should take a peek inside the uh, the old Admiral's Club, Matt. Um, Andy, you're not going to believe this. Okay. But we're having a lot of malfunctions on this deck right now. Do you want to... So, look, I mean, I'm going to try to get us in there. I can just... I'm going to use this engineering device. Hang on. I I can just sound the Admiral's Club. Oh, yeah. Let me just work. I'll work this through. He's really doing a lot of work. You know what? It's not... It's not I don't even know what that device is. Hang on. Enter authorization code. Okay, it's Myra four seven Echo Gamma. Oh, now everybody Delta knows your Delta code. four. Oh geez. Andy's dumb. Hey. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Matt, how have you enjoyed my little, my little audio play? <laughs> it's really involved. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> How do they get into the Admiral's Club, sure. Andy? Well, yeah. uh, you could enter my authorization code, uh-huh. uh, which will get you in no problem. I'd like it if someone can hack that to change the end of it. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> or uh, all you have to do is write a five-star review of us on Apple Podcasts, and then you will be available to enter the Admiral's Club. You'll be on the list. Um, here are a few from this week. So then I- we have our dedication plaque, Andy, on the bridge yeah. of the USS... Uh, next friendship. conversation. It's it's in sure. it's in it's the USS friendship. Yes, it's in, I forgot. I'd forgotten it. Actually. I forgot it too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I listened to it recently and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Although technically, we're, that's just metaphorical. We're probably yeah, on the Enterprise. We D. assume we're on the Enterprise yeah. D. But we, here's the deal: if we ever get our own ship, right. the dedication plaque, we'll have to have all these admirals on it. Sure, it's going to be huge. Oh, that's true. And yeah. about that. What well, we now? Uh, never mind. We've been through this a million times. <laughs> what do you want to know? I just wonder. I just feels like questions. they. I feel like we should apply the same rules as the United Federation Plans President Circle, where they're not admirals; they're just in the admirals' club. But 
No, I've decided to allow them. You're such a dick. This week? (laughs) This week? Who knows? Uh, I could revoke this at any time. All random choices. I'm I'm a captain. (laughs) Anyway, SR Daily writes us, I give this podcast five Andes, and then Princey's had a five. (laughs) I jumped into STTNC about a month ago and then started at the beginning. See, Matt? And... uh, the beginning two two and uh, guys let me tell you hearing Matt react to the sound cues and themes for the first time is delightful keep it up you're both my MVC Uh-oh. O2STTNC by Kelvius Quayo welcome Kelvius is that a reference to anything you know of no I'm just welcoming them to the Admirals Club. Myris Secundus is your taxonomic nomenclature, a usually <laughs> weekly podcast. Oh, sorry, I stepped next to this door. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy by nature. Matt's nerdy sarcasm and Ant's blunt sincerity contribute to the Trek nostalgia and general hilarity. OG guys. Hmm. OMG guys? Uh, Maybe we're the OG guys. O guys? Anyway, reliving next gen couldn't be more pleasing. Here's to getting uh, Voyager and Enterprise. And here's to getting to uh, Voyager and Enterprise's final season. Oh my god! And though some of my f- uh, childhood favorites, you ruthlessly lambast. Uh, I nonetheless consider you my favorite sci-fi podcast. Oh, thank you. That is a high praise coming from a Star Trek fan. And the last one is world's best podcast from Albert Burge, and I'm reading this one because it's. Well, sorry, Andy. Uh, just try. Ah! That was on me. I tried to do a flip in here. Oh, Beverly. (laughs) Someone get Beverly. Um, As I approach, Albert writes us, as I approach level 43 in life, I find myself the father of my five-year-old daughter, Serenity, separated for over two years. Oh, sorry, Q. Not not now. Um, Did you want me to do a Q voice? No, no, no. That was just me (laughs) talking to Q. (laughs) He just snapped his way out, didn't he? (laughs) He did. Um... Uh, listen, this is a serious uh, serious uh, Admiral's Club entry. Listen to this. Oh, okay. Separated for over two years, looking to start dating again. Uh, trying the dating apps, it seems as though there are no good trekker women left out there. For a moment of desperation, came an epith- from a moment of desperation, came an epiphany. Would I want to f- uh, find someone to spend the rest of my life with that doesn't listen to Star Trek the next conversation? <laughs> of course not. That would be ridiculous. I decided to join the Admirals Club in hopes of connecting with the right person. Oh. If you are that woman, more information can be found out about me at albie.ws. That's A-L-B-I-E dot W-S. Uh, as for TNC, it is the perfect companion to TNG, like sitting around a table, having uh, melt sandwiches at Denny's at 3 a.m., uh, talking about... I, know, I knew that would hit times. your sweet spot. Talking about times. the episode of Next Gen we all just watched. My week wouldn't be complete, complete without it. It is quite possibly the world's best podcast. I Thank you to Matt and Andy for giving me more I would be delighted to split a melt with you, my friend. They do this grilled cheese. He's not looking for you. He's looking for a lady that likes Yeah, I know, track. but we can also discuss. All right, fair uh, enough. And uh, they do one, Andy, that has monster sticks in it. I know I've told you about it before, but I'm telling you about it again. Anyway, I think Albert lives in uh, Florida, so if you're uh, you're a, a, a Trek lady, Trek Trekker woman out there in the Florida Trekker area, woman. or are willing to travel, uh, give him a give him a shout. And by the way, we know virtually nothing about Albert except. That this. he likes us, so he can't be all bad. Well, I don't even want to know if we want to say that. We know nothing about this guy, so if it turns out bad, don't hold us responsible. You know, certainly be, be you know, protect yourself as any lady would going on a, on a date with someone off the internet. Well, let me just let me just take a look here. I'm going to see if I can scan for anything. No. <laughs> Nothing's coming out. I mean, he doesn't seem bad. Uh, 
Yeah. Now, you know what, guys? Just do your own due diligence. This tricord is giving me some funky readings. <laughs> um, he seems like a delightful individual. Um, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. No, I agree. Matt, that's the... Uh, uh, Andy, that's the your club. life forms are not great. Like you don't have to scan me to find that. No, it's you should probably. Uh, oh, is that something? You, you should get to sick bay. Do I have one of those little bug creatures in me? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! I gotta let me just close this. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? We're heading into the United Federation of Planets Presidents. Uh, it's my favorite place to be, Andy. I can't think of a more uh enjoyable set of doors to walk through than this one because it's huge and it plays a song when you enter which is really all you want and once again i have lost the door sound cues so in the meantime please enjoy these heartbeats from the original series <laughs> jesus <that's loud. laughs> take those down. <laughs> Anthony, get, just take it down a notch for me, if not them. Uh, Anthony Gagliardo sent us $5, and he says, here's a couple of Quattalo... Oh, guys. hang on. Yeah. Found it. This is a paying customer. We have to give them respect. <laughs> okay. Here guys, here. here's a couple of Quattaloos to please replay the More Hales uh, guys message one more time. Oh, I'm going to have to take that out. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even read what this one said. To anyone who might support this brave warrior is just cause, let us rally in support of More Hales. Oh, Your no. friend in time, Dr. Boner Wizard. P.S. Love the pod. Keep up the great work, gents. Uh, can't wait for Voyager so we can finally hear uh, some Andy's theories on Kess. Oh, that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure I will. I, I was Come. not... <laughs> Uh, yes, hi, Matt. I was. I don't oh. know how I. I must oh. have been a site to site transport uh, oh. out of here. <laughs> let me just. Uh, it's just me. Let me just. Uh, yeah, come on in. Great. Christopher Gomez sent us $10 and said, any chance of a crossover with the Mission Log podcast? I've requested Matt uh, be on their podcast to them a few times. I wonder what they Where's said. Where's my phone call, guys? Uh, also, Matt, please come back to Phoenix. I always enjoy seeing your shows. P.S. Oh. Andy, you can come too, of course. Thanks, Chris. We should do a live one at Phoenix Comic Mesa from Arizona. I would love to do one. I would love to be at a Comic-Con. I would love to travel and, and, and put on a, a live show. Um, so if anybody can arrange it. <laughs> Andy. That's not us. Show business secunda. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to have uh, my own movie. Uh, if anyone you, out there could make my movie. They say just put it out to the universe and then it happens. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's all we got. That works. You want to get us out of the, uh, the United Federation of Planets Presidents? Oh, or? you know what? It's going to take a little. But it's the same. It's, it's right in know, front of you. Sometimes what happens is I scroll. I and, really. Uh, you know what? I don't on. know how our positions let have me reversed. Just, hey, just, let me just. Let me just. Sensors are functioning normally. Okay, that's good. So I should then be able to find the door. I just, you know, I just can't. I just don't understand where we're going. Well, we got to leave the Admirals Club now. Oh, I don't know if we're uh, in the Club. Okay, computer, uh, could you please uh, direct us to the exit of the Admirals Club, please? That information is not on file. Oh boy, this is this is just embarrassing. I. uh... I, 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 Andy, I, I've lost the sound. <laughs> and that was the Admiral's Club. 
The hell bag is open. Oh, uh, you know what? I, here's the thing. I, I okay. know that there's so many uh, people who, much like myself, are a little OCD on things. Uh-huh. So for them, for them, <laughs> for them. Actually, gonna <laughs> okay. We got here. We go. Let's get out of here. Let's uh, just cut through the store. Yep, around oh, here. How yeah. many people you? Uh, hang on, hang on. Just we gotta get through the other door, and then we're gonna go around one more, and then we just walk through this door real quick. We gotta make sure they all work, Andy. Sure. And then uh, okay, and this is the la- here we are. We're in the hallway. All right. Thank God. Oh boy. Um. So we did Deja Q last week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There were uh, there were you know lots of opinions back and forth. A lot of people, most people were delighted. Did we fail them on our episode? Did we not do a good job of? It did feel like it was. Uh, you know what's surprising to me is I thought people would have stronger opinions generally about the episode, and it felt like people in the end were kind of like, yeah, it's a fun episode, which was kind of where i landed except for my um my my general issues with the q and the continuum. by the way great photoshop that i saw on was it on twitter or was it on the facebook group um i don't know of the end of this last week's podcast oh with where you're holding with, the cigar right and i'm in the cigar smoke right uh who there did are that? who did that so it was amazing. many amazing photoshops that are rolling out you know, a lot I of them really guys, encourage all of them. Uh, can be seen on the Instagram, of course. Andy's really kept that up. Hey, I've been uh, waiting for people to help me and put episode by episode. This is ridiculous. I think you have to stop with that. <laughs> well, We're getting yeah. all these great photoshops in that are timely to the week <laughs> of, and you're trying to go back 45 episodes. I'm waiting. I'm this going is to so wait. Dumb. You people have to help me. <laughs> guys, look, if you want to see a lot of these, you can go join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Star Trek The Next Conversation. I don't actually know if that's the URL, but search for us. Star Trek The Next Conversation on Facebook. There's a group there. You have to be a fan. It's a private group. you got to be a fan of the show to get in there. And there's a very simple question you have to answer. And if you answer it correctly, you are allowed into the club. There have been. Are you a member of it, Matt? Yeah, I'm an administrator of it, actually. Oh, am As I are an you. administrator? I oh. believe that you are. So I could destroy the whole thing, just oh, like. Oh no! You. <laughs> don't, don't, please, don't. Um, anyway, on that note, uh, here is a Q-related uh, hail voice hail we received. It's all voice hails this week. You'll be happy to know, Matt. Hello, Matt and Andy. Uh, James from Victorville here. Um, I just, uh, I've just paused. I'm a podcast poster. Words. Essentially, I wanted to talk to Andy about um, the difference between omnipotent and omniscient. Omniscient. Um, Q is all powerful. He's not all knowing. Like he says, his IQ is 2005, um, which is fine. Um, I mean, it's a bullshit number, but it's fine. I agree, um, James. So that doesn't mean he's all knowing. If he was all knowing, his uh, IQ would be the infinite symbol because he'd be all-knowing. Um, so, you know, the fact that he, he has the, you know, emotional range of a four-year-old and and the uh, he seems to be dumb as a box of frogs makes <laughs> sense. So just because he can turn time inside out, it doesn't mean that he knows why. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just my, my tuppence. Um, I think he is as powerful as he wants to be while also being as dumb as the writers need him to be. 
Yes. Thanks very much for the show, and have a good day. Bye. Yes, that is a great voicemail. I agree 100%. And I will also say, I have, uh, I had a th- my, my, my sort of theory last week was just that the cues Andy, are kind of dumb. Yeah. We are at 829 members. Oh, nice. Of the Facebook group. I would love to see if we can get it to 1,000. All right. If you can get it to 1,000. Yes. Andy and I are going to pull back the curtain, <laughs> and I will, I will record on my phone. What is he going to do? Me hitting all the door sounds while Andy <laughs> tries to get this through. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited about that. There's almost a thousand of you dum-dums who are just like us. We're, we're, I keep saying we're dangerously close to the Patreon up, but, uh, you know, I'm not in charge of everything. And I have a lot of issues myself. Oh, in that's terms not of true. He's in charge of everything. Uh, no, I mean, uh, we have people who are trying to help us uh, with the with the patreon group whatever the case i had uh, an amendment to my theory last week which is just that the cues were uh not uh, smart which is basically what james is saying which is i don't know that they're even even omnipotent i think that the cues basically have the powers of mysterio from spider-man i think that they are just master illusionists and are creating the illusion that they are omnipotent, which is why they basically just have regular level intelligence. Uh, well, look, I think that the intelligence of Q is not necessarily related to his intelligence Q. Well, he certainly claims that it is. He says he has an IQ of 2005. Anyway, that's my theory. <laughs> you can't. I don't like a retroactive theory. It's not, a, it's not a retroactive theory. It's an amendment. <laughs> if, you, if, if our friend who came up with that theme wants to uh, come up with a new one that's an amended theories, I'm happy to play uh, the cue, uh, the, the uh, so to speak, uh, guys. Um, here's another cue-related uh, one that actually is uh, appropriate uh, even more so. Hi, Andy. Hi, Matt. It's Boyd from Houston. Uh, I have a theory about Deja Q. Uh, Andy seems to not like the Q character, has a lot of questions about the continuum, <laughs> longs for omnipotence, and even at one point during the podcast tells and compares himself to the rascal John Delancey, which leads me to theorize that Andy is none other than a Q. Oh, really <laughs> He's really smart. <laughs> Later, guys. Live long and prosper. I forgot that that was a uh, that when I played that theme, I was going to lead into somebody else doing it. I really set it up well without even be intending to. Uh, here's a short little voice hail for you. Good show. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got to make that one into a into a clip when we need it. Good show. Um. And uh, the last one, uh, there was, uh, as you may remember, Matt, a massive debate between us that lasted a good portion of the podcast about um, 1701, NCC 1701. Yeah, it wasn't a debate. It was me trying to get you on my side of it not being dumb. Right. Um, and uh, we got a lot of different uh, perspectives on um, uh, on the whole, <laughs> the the whole thing. There was a lot of a lot of people who were 
who were I don't even know if they would say they were frustrated. Did we so describe? Did we get a lot of feedback? Because I asked for feedback of uh-huh. how annoyed people were by the conversation because it was it was even for a Star Trek podcast. It was Andy, insane. Yeah, it was an insane level of minutia. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, topped it by the like where I decided to then uh, try to have analogies for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I couldn't really figure out how to do. Well, I would say it's it was uh, it was a lot of different different directions. Most people cop to being exhausted by the whole thing, but many people seem to be uh, enjoying it in some level. The main thing that was shocking to me was I would say we've got more emails and voice hails about that topic than almost anything we've ever experienced. So these whatever my, they say... These are my people. They were definitely uh, engaged. Um, ben uh, Sunko did write to us, Hi, Andy. I'm a fan of Happy Matt. Grumpy Matt, not so much. Turns out I may be an Andy fan. Um, and uh, he said, Andy, you asked a question that Matt didn't listen to, and then he argued against a point he hadn't heard or didn't understand. Fuck off, gr- grumpy Matt, which then led to a weird explanation argument that kind of proved your point. I got a little lost. Um, and at the end, uh, he said, um, oh, yeah, I can also fuck off. I wrote a podcast into a podcast about a 30-year-old show, and I don't know shit either. <laughs> um so there were a lot of people who uh, who had opinions, uh, a lot of people who had theories on the NC-1701 uh, um, back and forth. Uh, a lot of people said, you uh, were very condescending to me in, in almost a nice way. They were kind of like, Andy, you just don't understand nautical history and whatever and all this stuff. And other people were saying basically what Ben was saying, which was that my opinion was valid and my questions were valid I hated them. Answer. I hated them. I know you did. I hated those questions so much because it's like one of those weird things where uh, in my brain I can't get there. Like I can't get to where Andy is on it because it's just been such a fact to me for my whole life of like of course they do a dash A after well, NCC 1701. I gotta say after reading all these and it's just like fact to me. After reading all these hails I gotta say it's difficult to get to that information because we had a lot of people who were saying a lot of stuff about nautical history and aeronautical history and comparisons and all this stuff. Um, but this voice hail um, was, I thought, the only one that succinctly answered uh, my question uh, with uh, research and, uh, and information. And here it is. Hey, Andy. Hey, Matt. This is uh, Michael Sanders listening in from Southern California, I couldn't help but hear your guys' discussion about the Galaxy class ship and the registry numbers. Well, the the one that was also deemed the prototype for the Galaxy class and also ended up being the one that had the that's named after the class was exactly the USS Galaxy. She was the founder or the progenitor of the Galaxy class starship. Her her whole number was NCC-70637. Now, the two ships that came after were the, in fact, her sister ships, the USS Enterprise and the USS Yamato. Now, the, it's stated, I believe in memory beta, or but I also think it's stated in memory alpha, that the reason why the Enterprise ship keeps getting the NCC-1701 is because it's deemed a historically a historically named ship, and there's a different class that they all get 
something uh, within that because I believe the Yorktown is NCC 17 something but the 1700 uh, hall numbers are supposed to be dated for historically named ships that's also one reason why the USS Enterprise keeps getting uh, alphabet letters added onto the end of its registry is because there is being a renamed for historical and the number registry is stagnant so that's it and I thought that made more sense to me that they were almost outside the range of the way that maybe the rest of the fleet is being numbered, which would be more what you were saying, which is it's the the number off the line. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, all the ships, but for right. the Enterprise, right. which well, is getting this ABCD treatment, right. um, is... All, they're all getting brand new registry numbers all the time. Right. Right. But sequentially. But there is no probably. indication, though, like, you have no indication other than, like, what class of ship it is of, like, when it was built. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, NCC-1701-B, what does that tell me? It doesn't tell me anything. That is weird. <laughs> tells me it's a, it looks like an Excelsior-class ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's got a fun re- refit on it. Oh, I don't know. When was the ship built? And that's the other problem with the Excelsior-class. It was around forever. That ship was in service for like 80 years through right? through deep space nine. Oh, really yeah the excelsior class ship is everywhere man and why is that because it's fancy uh-huh. it's fancy looking i mean it's a cool ship oh well i mean do you want the actual answer or do you want the fake space answer i'll take both uh the actual answer is that they had the models lying around that's what i figured right yeah and the space answer is that it just was a very modular ship that was it could be refitted very easily. Oh, so they could put new technology fancy, in it. You know, it was a you know it now, that a was nice, the first nice one big with hull and a nice yeah. The first one with trans warp drive, correct? Uh, the first one with trans warp drive, first and last one with trans warp drive. What was trans warp drive? It was a fancy uh, warp drive that stopped functioning after Scotty took some bolts. And that's why. Spoiler they- alert! Everyone who hasn't watched Star Trek Three. You know what? I don't don't mock it. It's I'm, not I'm a, mocking the spoiler alert. Yeah. How let, dare let you? People. How dare you say I am mocking the spoiler alert? <laughs> um. Anyway, Matt, that is uh, it for the hills. frequencies closed, sir. Federation attempted to develop a transwarp drive in the USS Excelsior in the year twenty two eighty five, termed the Great Experiment. However, the effort was ultimately unsuccessful at achieving infinite velocity. So your transwarp, uh, which is like the, you know how the, Bo- well, you don't know how the Borg, well, you watched Voyager, but I'm not going to spoil things. Okay. There are trans, there's some, you see some transwarp pop up here and there. It, yeah. This is hard. You're the one who asked me not to spoil things, but uh-huh. you're the king of asking questions that are spoilers. That is true. I'm, I'm quite the puzzle. You are an enigma. <laughs> wrapped usually in uh, carbs um all right what are we doing i don't even know what are we doing we're gonna talk Let's about track. we're gonna talk about a matter of perspective <laughs> okay uh andy uh, for those of you listening i posted a picture of andy talking to me oh he did and uh i didn't ask him how he liked what he looked like i didn't ask him anything about it i just posted it into our facebook group so if it's still there, that means Andy gave the picture approval. And if it's not there, you're going to hear him ask me to delete it right now. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a flattering picture of me. 
Is he allowing it to stay? This is uh, up to him right now. Let it stay. All right. Let's see the peek behind he the curtain. Let it, he let it. I gotta say, be beautiful uh, sci-fi-ish lighting. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot a of yellow. You know, some yellow bleed in. Some some white light coming from the computer screen. Oh, and if you thought those hails were too long, you should remember this. We are a select group of podcast <laughs> listeners who represent the ones who wish for more hail. Uh, Our terrorist organization will interdimensionally destroy each one of you, Matt, until we get more <laughs> hails. Andy, you're cool. Out. I'm you have 12 hours to comply. Here's what I, uh, I, I'm starting to think that I get, I, I on this podcast... <laughs> I find that I'm a little... I have, I have less patience than on my other podcasts. Uh-huh. And, you know, is part of it that it's Andy? Yes. Is part of it that it's Star Trek? Yes. Why Star Trek? I try to have... I tr- because it's like... <laughs> it's like when you don't have... When you're playing a, a multiplayer game online uh-huh. and you don't have patience for the noobs uh-huh. that are, like, disrupting your flow of 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 whatever it is you're trying to do you're questing or you're or you're in a, in, a, in a multiplayer shooter right and like someone's there like you're trying to win and someone's killing you or right. being killed constantly yeah um that's how it feels like when i'm like trying to talk about star trek and like I get these questions, I'm like what, what, what? <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. It's like I, think I don't, that our why don't you know? Why don't you know? Our intention in this show was to set it up so that it was so that it was. It's two buddies that are just enjoying watching it together. One who loves the show, and I think it really has just turned into a, a nerd bully and a and someone who antagonizes him with endless questions. So it's just yeah. uh, it's kind of the worst side of both. Guys, I don't want to be. A nerd bully. You've just, been accused of being a nerd bully in many be, of the hails. I am a nerd bully. You sure are. I mean, I, I get it all the time. I don't like being a nerd bully. You sure do. No, it's not fun. It's not a good look. You get satisfaction. I'm not saying it's a good look, but, but if you, you knew, definitely get satisfaction. Guys, if you knew what Andy was like outside of this podcast. <laughs> I'm a delight you, outside oh of this podcast. You, Just look at how cute and adorable I am in that picture on the face group. Oh, okay. The face group, group he says. <laughs> <The face group. laughs> a little peek behind the curtain of Grandpa Secunda. <laughs> What's it called? You had a face? The face group? Are you... I tried to join face group. I couldn't see the pictures of my oh, granddaughter. Did I just did I just sound like a nerd bully there? You did a little oh, bit. Oh boy. We gotta we gotta monitor this. I'm closer. Say, actually you're an ageist. Uh which I am. I think that only uh old people should be allowed to live. Yeah. What if you were in the naked now and you were the old wait, no, that wasn't naked now. Was it naked now? It doesn't matter. You know what does matter? What? this episode of the podcast apparently oh jesus christ i forgot we were even doing this uh, uh guys i guess i'll tell you all that this uh, is a matter of perspective and it aired the week of february 12th 1990 matt opposites attract by paula abdul still on top this is truly uh a bizarre uh, fourth week fifth week how many weeks is this now not a lot third week i think nothing compares to you by sinead o'connor maintained their radio dominance in the u.s and uk respectively head first by norman cousins was a bestseller i have no memory of that book whatsoever um and hard to kill debuted at number one as steven seagal's second box office hit nfl quarterback robert griffin the third was born 
Spacecraft Voyager 1 transmits its final images before shutting down its cameras to conserve power. The result pale blue dot photograph becomes renowned as the farthest recorded observation of Earth from a satellite. An agreement to reunify Germany is reached, and Time Magazine's cover featured a squad of camouflaged troops... Uh, with the caption, Scaling Down Defense. Had a really good military cost. Oh, I, MC Scat Cat's Ooh. going at it. He's really doing it. Oh, I don't know why I'm listening to this still. We're done, right? We're done. That was it, huh? That was all. It was a slow news week. Well, I, you know, whatever. I think, I think Matthew Kirk uh, is adjusting to how many I read each week. Oh. Is he censoring you, Matthew? I, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. You want more information? I'm your good oh, friend, me? Matt. No, this is, such, this is so classic. Hey, I get blamed for everything being too long, <laughs> and I get blamed for censoring people. There is no, this is my whole life with you as a Kobayashi Maru. Uh, welcome to the world of podcasting. You're never, you're never going to please the computer. It's a no-win scenario. Bully. Um... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to a little bit of uh, Facebook criticism here. Okay. Regarding me. Ooh. Uh, I didn't even know there was anything on the. Facebook look group. here, here, here. It says this is from David. Okay. David cast. Uh, here I'm gonna fuck it up. I cannot pronounce David's last name without probably ruining the pronunciation. Well, that's which on, is to the point. You should always write to the your point name phonetically this. everywhere your name is in social media. Which is like silly for me to say because my name is not phonetically spelled. Mr. Mira? Right. That's what it would be if you read it as its native Spanish. Mira, Mira, Mira. Mira, Mira. Uh, but David says, uh, now I love Matt as much as you guys. All right, I'm on board, right? But this sounds like uh-huh. we're going to get something else it here. It sure does. But is anybody else starting to wonder why Matt can't seem to ever pronounce the names of people, places, or races correctly? Oh, interesting. <laughs> Now, this is something I often have trouble with, with places like Brielle 4, or... Oh, he's saying Star Trek names. I believe so. I see. And Calamarine, Calamarine. Sure. See, here's the thing. I'm reading them, and my brain wants to pronounce it as it's written, Uh but it's not written the way it's pronounced in the show. Right. So, for instance, Brielle 4 is, is... Spelled B R E apostrophe right E L Roman numeral four right to make it look more space. So it's like uh, so my brain um, is like bri Braille Briel like it's, so my brain takes a second there, and then with places like Calamarain yeah here's the thing I want to say to everybody here when I'm reading Larry Nemechek's delightful Star Trek: The Next Generation revised edition this is the companion revised edition. Uh, he writes these names out. Uh-huh. And as a human being who stumbles across the phrase gaseous calamarine life form, <laughs> C-A-L-A-M-A-R-A-I-N, and I'm trying to read it as quick as possible, I stumble. And I'm sorry to everyone. Uh, but names like Q and Corbin Burnson I can get real quick. Um, Burnson. Oh, no. <laughs> I did it wrong. Um, but, yeah, so this is, uh, this is my apology to David. Uh, and then uh, 
sometimes uh, Eric says uh, Eric Johnson commenting on this says I'm starting to suspect he does this intentionally to amuse himself and then I replied to him I do but let's be honest I just don't pronounce things correctly good show (laughs) (laughs) and then Reese piles on uh huh okay so Reese Badman B-A-D-M-A-N I wish my name was Badman Or is that probably a made up name I don't know Says no offense man Is it possibly Is it possibly Bateman Could be (laughs) B-A-D-M-A-N I mean I I think it's Reese Reese Bateman Badman 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 Bateman it could be any of those, and this is a whole Dr. post. Dr. Bateman. Reese says, this is our Facebook uh, group check-in for the week. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> no offense, men at all towards Matt. Uh-huh. Right? right? Sentence starts like that. I'm going to buckle up for some offense. Sure. <laughs> but his interest in the subject at hand seems to vary wildly from episode to episode. Now. What does that mean? That's, here's my question. Okay. What does he mean? All right. He says, one episode, he's really engaged. And the next, he seems almost annoyed to be there. <laughs> he has so much on his plate, Welcome I can imagine he's life, quite distracted, guys. so I gotta give him slack. Andy's, here, positive for Andy. Oh, nice. Andy's energy and dedication to the projects are pretty consistent. <laughs> but Matt is quite Secunda. frankly, Matt is quite frankly a crapshoot. Still nice. love you though, buddy. Love the podcast no matter what. Let me tell you, Reese, this podcast would be nowhere if I didn't decide to upload it every weekend. So you're welcome. That is true. <laughs> as much as I do for this, this I am recording ridiculous it enterprise, and uploading it, so to speak. And uh, quite frankly, I, I am just here to help all of you along with Star Trek. The next conversation. Well, I don't know if all of that statement is true, but uh, he definitely uploads it. I do. I don't have... Andy, here's the deal. Yeah. I could have walked away from this podcast when I died, that when I nearly true. died, and I don't ever want to do that. He did not walk away, even though he almost had a heart attack. I love talking about Star Trek, uh-huh. and I love this show. Oh. I get annoyed sometimes, uh-huh. and that's on me, and I'll try to get better with that. <laughs> Listen, Reese, David, you guys are cool. It's all right. You're, you care enough to join the group, and I appreciate that. So thank you. Anyone else who wants to join the group, join the group. Good show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Katie Shepard commented on the picture of you and said that it looks way more glamorous than she pictured. Ooh. I guess nice. her expectations were low. Are we saying that... The idea of us recording this podcast at a table is probably more glamour than she expected. Anyway. Do you, th- do you think there would be any interest for... <coughs> excuse me. Um, we're thinking about one of the... Andy didn't cough. I Patreon. Had a, I had a fake button. He had a fake button. That was uh, someone coughing in the <laughs> Enterprise. Turn forward. Um, we're, uh, we're thinking we're going to add a Patreon level that might be maybe even the basic one that will have a mini-sode, uh, one per month. Um, because we can't guarantee based on our schedules more than that. But do you think there would be interest in possibly some kind of live Google chatty kind of us doing it while we record so they can listen while we're recording? Or a Facebook Live thing? Facebook, like a higher level Or a thing? Patreon Live, I guess. You can do that now. On Patreon, you can do a live stream. Right. That would probably be more, though. So if you guys... 
No, it wouldn't. Wouldn't? We would just do it here. Oh, like, I don't know. Set up another computer this and is, go. All right. Well, this is another thing Matt would take care of. So if he says it's okay, I'm I'm up for it. Um, look, everybody, I'm just here to try to make everyone's life a little more pleasant, except for Andy's. That is true. <laughs> If I was a Q, I would snap you out of I got to tell you, like people, people are loving this photograph of you, Andy, and I, and I think that's great. Anyway, to the episode now. It's 40 minutes in. I apologize to uh, no one but me. Oh, by the way, if you want to, uh, you already talked about the Facebook group. We also have uh, at Star Trek TNC is both our Twitter handle and our Instagram handle. I really am trying to get it going. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to catch up. Eventually. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get what the password from you, and uh, no, I'm going to throw things up there. Too. I'm refusing that. Why? I'm because that is. I won't put any photos of you up there. How about that? All right, we'll but see. like, I have a lot of Star Trek stuff that I just wind up putting on my own feed, uh-huh. where I'm just like, you know, when I find that hilarious picture of Data playing classical guitar in his quarters, and I do my awesome caption. Of, uh, in any case, here is Wonderwall. That's reasonable. I mean, come on. Because he's never going to say, here's Wonderwall, because he doesn't use contractions. Is that, That's, is that the the joke. Joke? That's the joke. That's the joke. That's the joke. Now I'm definitely not giving you the code to the thing. How dare you? <laughs> or when, you know, uh, Picard's leaning against the tactical station and he fires all the torpedoes with his butt. That's what it looks like. I do some funny captions sometimes on my Instagram. <laughs> but I can't have access to this. Uh... It has to go in order. Yeah, I think that's where you're... You're never going to... Look, when somebody discovers the podcast, they want to go back to the beginning of the Instagram and look at all the comments from the beginning. Uh, Cosmo Moore is asking what this... Someone posted the Star Trek poster, the original Star Trek poster to yeah. Facebook. And Does this was, have to be a new guys, segment? this is a new segment. Hey, Do we need a jingle is, for this? <laughs> yeah, we need a new jingle. And maybe this is a good thing for the... What would you mini? call it? Face group. This is face group. Face <laughs> group. <laughs> um, maybe this could be the uh, one of the, on the mini-sode. Oh, maybe this could a be the mini-sode. Where we're like going through the face group yeah. and talking about the things on there. Sure. Because I could do this all day. Because yeah. it concerns me. Or maybe it should be... That's an interesting uh, thing. I don't know. If people want it, they want it. If they don't want it, they don't want it. I can't help you. I wonder if it should be... Well, right, we'll talk about it. Um, anyway, anyway. Rob Garrison. Rob, the head of our thing, is wondering what Star Trek was. And that was a show Kumail Nanjiani and I used to do at Meltdown where we would live... Uh, we would interrupt episodes of... We would do essentially Mystery Science Theater four Star Trek episodes. Bad Star Trek episodes. Uh, we got Will Wheaton to come to that. Yeah. And make fun of some terrible Will Wheaton episodes of TNG. Yeah, that sounds like heaven to have a guest on. <laughs> now, it was a simpler time. It was when I did a show at 9 p.m. and it wasn't a problem. Uh, I just want to make my living with podcasts like like you did at one time in your life. I did, and I was willing to do that so again. I, <laughs> so I can quit my lucrative TV writing job. You know, sometimes it's not all about money, Andy. A little bit of it's happiness. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And, if, I, if I can make enough, enough uh, of a living, I don't know if I'm, I'll stand by this statement. I really do like uh, writing and, and creating things. But uh, We're 44 minutes in. I'm so sorry, everyone. I was ready to move on. This is uh, this is a matter of perspective. It's directed by Cliff Bull and written by Ed Zuckerman. 
Uh, a routine stop at a science station is anything but that when the wife of the lone researcher accuses Riker of having murdered her husband who was killed in an explosion seconds after the first officer's departure. Dr. Nell Apgar had been doing research for Starfleet uh, on Krieger waves, a potential new source of energy. Apgar's wife, uh, here we go, Manua? 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 It's something very Uh, quick. M-A-N-U-A says (laughs) Riker tried to seduce her. And his assistant backs up her claim that Riker and Dr. Apgar exchanged angry words during number one's visit. Other evidence shows that an energy beam that struck Apgar and caused the explosion originated at Riker's beam-out point. That is enough for a Tanguan... Tanugan? Tanugan? T-A-N-U-G-A-N. I remember, Tan, uh, t- I remember Tan, making Tanuguan. a note in Like my it's like Tanyuguan? Like, what is it? I it's forget. Very, it's very I quick forget. to Tanyuguan, something like okay. that. Okay, Inspector Craig to extradite Riker. Convinced that the first officer is innocent, Picard persuades Craig to uh, use the holodeck to recreate the events of the prior, prior to the explosion. Riker's finally vindicated after the forged data and Wes look into a mysterious periodic energy burst that pulses through the ship. Turns out the Krieger waves from the lab's ground-based generator was still turned on. Uh, actually, a researcher had already made his breakthrough. Oh, sorry, the researcher had already made his breakthrough, but was secretly trying to develop a new weapon he could sell on his own to the highest bidder. Fearing that, Riker knew Apgar aimed to disrupt number one's beam out with the generator. But the waves were deflected back onto the lab instead, setting off an explosion with the Apgar's plot exposed. Crag or Craig or Krogogla drops the charges. <sighs> okay. This episode is really something. It's bonkers. <laughs> Why do you say bonkers? It's completely bonkers. I mean, it, you kick it off with a little painting. A little painting class. I forgot about that. That was. I can't believe it started that crazy with that pointless scene. Oh, it's no, no, no. Oh yeah, it's about. It's a matter of perspective. Ugh. It's not a pointless scene. Gross. Oh, listen to the way it starts with this music. By the way, I love that. I don't. I love that. Not none of the the ensign and the lieutenant there are not gonna. They don't talk to Data and Picard when they walk through and. I, I assume they're terrified. They don't want to. By the way, it's completely. By the way, weird. I will say this: really nice score, uh, really symphonic. I don't yeah, know if it matches what's happening, but it's a very nice. score. I don't score. think it matches it at all. And what the hell is Picard wearing? He's like in his bathrobe. He's in a smock. A smock. He's in a he's in a painter's smock. Aren't the other guys in there? Oh no, I guess they're in weird. Oh, maybe he's just in his casual clothes. Tanaka four. Tanaka. The team has completed its survey of Doctor Apgar's work and is ready to return to the ship. Good. By the way, has this been established in any way that he's a painter or it is an right artist? Now. This a, is this it. is the first. And did we touch on it? I know this is. Oh, a Andy, spot. let's talk about what you're about to do. Do we touch let's on let's it? Let's talk in the about future? what you're about to do. I guess here's my question. This is why I'm asking this. This seems fairly out of character. <laughs> this whole scene. Yeah. Him being into theater, that I get. This mm-hmm. seems like it's just like a weird affectation. Him be, wi- being willing when there's a holodeck to do this in a in a room with two other crewmen seems weird. The fact that that he's comfortable with the naked lady, who by the way isn't she also one of the people part of the crew? Unless it's a hol- hologram. 
It could be a hologram. Who knows? But I'm assuming if they're both real, that it's implied that she's real. I think that if, you know, in the 23rd century or fourth century, we're more evolved and don't care about uh, nudity as much uh, yeah. on on board starships. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't. know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't feel like like uh, Picard has shown that level of uh, free thinkingness to paint a lady. Uh, well, with the naked lady. You know, I feel like hey, he's always felt like to me, you know, as we've seen Picard thus far, yeah. you know, three seasons in or two, uh-huh. two and a half seasons in here. Uh, he seems like he enjoys all the arts. Like he tries, to, I think he tries to be a Renaissance man and whether or not he's good at everything is another question altogether, which I think is why they do this whole little like data essentially saying you're Picard's, a terrible painter. Picard's painting is awful. Right. Please. And feel free to examine the work of the other students, too. Now, does, does that, that mean call? that he's teaching the class? <laughs> that would right? be hilarious. <laughs> Anson Williams' striking style is heavily influenced by geometric constructivism. Say nothing, Anson Williams. Anson Williams doesn't even look no. at the third officer and captain. She tries. Mm. Lieutenant... Lieutenant Wright has Wright. effectively fused the incongruities of the Surrealists with the irrationality of Dadaism. I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really have. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> In what way? He's really digging for it. While suggesting the free treatment of form usually attributed to Favism, this quite inappropriately attempts to juxtapose the disparate cubistic styles of Picasso and Leger. In addition, the use of color suggests a haphazard melange of clashing styles. Furthermore, the unsettling overtones of proto-Vulcan influences. Thank you, Mr. Data. You are welcome, sir. Here's a question. If I can be of further assistance. No. Thank you. Uh, Beyond his uh, Spiner's performance, obviously, being that he's a little bit uncomfortable, that he has to... Yes, the adding so the air, knows. the adding the air of discomfort yeah, well, to uh, the robot, the androids, the robot with no emotion. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, it did raise a question for me, with uh, which is, uh, aren't those subjective evaluations that data wouldn't be able to make? Oh, I, I assume that Sung uh, programmed data with all sorts of analytic abilities, uh-huh. art and otherwise. I mean, he's a he's a he's an android that plays the violin, but he. Yeah, I guess, but he, well, I don't know, I guess. He has to make, he has to have a taste evaluation to collect. That's what they were always saying is whenever he does something, it's like, no, I just took this mathematical piece with this mathematical piece. Then they say, yeah, but you chose to match those two pieces. Right. So, all right, fair enough. I like this bit, by the way. I just think it's completely weird. Captain's log, stardate 436.10.4. We are on our way to Commander Data's court martial. Oh boy. It really takes things personally. We are reprogramming Data to give more constructive criticism. He will be disassembled by Commander LaForge. Beverly will stand there, but she will offer nothing useful. I just want to say now that the rear turbo lift behind the tactical station to the left finally got a line on the floor hmm, the, do you think the carpet is fine do i someone, think they heard the podcast someone. yeah <laughs> yeah andy i think they heard the podcast and changed <laughs> we it. don't know if one of them was a time traveler oh that's true we literally don't how did they come up with Welcome the ipad <laughs> thank you sir where's commander Riker? 
He's still down on the station, sir. Dr. Apgar wanted to have a word with him. Any problems? Let's just say it rhymes with grape. <laughs> Not with the scientific part of the mission, no, sir. Riker to Enterprise. I'm ready to leave now. I'm sure Commander Riker will be able to explain everything, Captain. Stand by, Commander. I wonder, in retrospect... It is weird, by the way, that the comm channel is open now, and we're hearing... A, that we're hearing Riker's hail to to the transporter chief. Right. And B, that now we have an open channel between the chief and Riker on the bridge. Oh, by the way, in all the reenactments, you don't hear O'Brien. He just hits it, and then he goes. Uh, But also, what does Jordy know about what happened at this point does he know that the lady hit on Riker or didn't hit on Riker he uh I think Jordy's there for the uncomfortable I'd like to have a word with you in private uh-huh. and I don't know what what did because he's what acting Riker like said. he knows everything but I guess I guess probably Riker just filled him in listen you're not gonna believe this but this guy took a swing at me and mm. I moved <laughs> I did one of my patented Riker dodges <laughs> So she tries to close the door, right? right. And then uh, this guy comes in, right? So obviously he's going to take a swing at me because I'm Will Racker. Right. And I'm thinking, do I do anything with this lady or do I not? Let's just call it a sad I step. play it right in the middle so that I can interpret it one way and she can interpret it in an entirely different way. A much, much different way. <laughs> Transporter room to engineering. I have a power drain. So they blow up uh, Space Station Regular One. Right. It's good to see it again. Great, great uh, view here. I like this. That looks like a Buck Rogers uh, effect right there. I wonder if it is a Buck Rogers effect. Not yet, Captain. I'm having trouble clearing the signal. Disengage. <laughs> I gotta say, Colomini, I think, is one of the people who I buy his hand motions more than almost anyone in the show. I feel like he always looks at the, the thing and really seems to... He's the transporter chief, Andy. I know. He's the best at it. But, <laughs> I'm saying the actor. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a real guy. <laughs> oh, don't mad. No, Miles O'Brien's real. He's from Ireland. Come to bridge. He's aboard. <laughs> Why do you sound so surprised, Mr. O'Brien? Well, for a moment, we weren't sure you left the space station in time. In time for what? This party I'm about to throw. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Will. (laughs) By the way, uh, O'Brien is super happy when he gets Will and not doesn't give a crap about the people that died down below. One person. He knew how many life forms were there. This was the other question I had. How come there is just one person? Where was his wife and the other lady? They beep down to the station. It's in every version of in, the story we hear. In Three the, times they leave the station. Down down on the planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like the big discrepancy, and we're going to get into it in a second here. This episode for me is just so weird. It's such an anomaly. Um, all right. Well, nothing that would cause an explosion like that. Why was there a power drain before transport? I don't know, sir. I shall want an answer to that. I'm sure the Tanigans will, too. Yes, sir. See the Tanigans. Captain, the radiation and debris are consistent with an overload of the station's reactor core. Were there any indications of reactor core problems while you were on the station? No, sir. Number one? 
There was one sign that said there's a reactor core problem, but I walked right by it. Didn't seem to be indicating anything. Mr. LaForge. This is like such a weird. Uh, Andy's moving because he wants to really take a look at this. I he wants a new things. matter. Of, he I wants a new matter that. of perspective. Everybody, <laughs> guys, <laughs> I need to see this from a different perspective. And now he's sitting in the most uncomfortable chair in the really whole is. entire this house. Was a terrible choice. Indicated that this was not an entirely routine mission. It's a long story, sir, but I'm sure it doesn't have anything to do with his accident. Captain. Chief Investigator Craig of the Tanigan Security Force requests permission to beam aboard. Granted. We are escorting to the bridge, Mr. Wolf. Aye, sir. <laughs> so, you're uh, Chief of Security down there, huh? Well, it's me up here. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have to fight a bug man? <laughs> I had to fight a lot of bug men. Let's say you had to jump over a horseshoe to shoot a phaser at something. You think you could hit it? Yeah. You want to? I could. <laughs> I can set it up for you down on the holodeck if you want. <laughs> Perhaps you had better tell me as much as possible prior to his arrival, number one. Don't leave out any of the juicy details. By the way, this seems this is crazy right now. What's happened? This this point in the story, right? Uh-huh. Where all we know is that this ship blew up, the station blew up. Okay. And that Riker, it was a non-traditional thing. Then there's an inspector that wants to beam aboard the ship. But normally, you've got to think that right, that Picard's like, oh, this is normal protocol. Their station just blew up. We're going to talk to them and share all the data that we have with them. Not like, listen, if you killed somebody, you better tell me. Like, that's sort of the angle that oh, Picard that is, is playing right He's now, which is like, look, if you killed someone, <laughs> tell me. Just tell no, me right now. I interpreted it just as, well, tell me everything that's going down because they're going to want to know about the explosion. I don't think he was necessarily saying. But if you, in his mind, you think he this this Captain Picard? Or do you think like once he paints. Possible rape going on? Once, he, once say, he paints, he gets more suspicious. This is Picard's move. That is, that is as true of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> that is the we are just laughing at a, at a just a crazy shot of Chief O'Brien just going like, oh, "What's going on here, guys?" I'm going to put up put that up on Instagram in nine months. Yeah, man, you when can't I get come to this on, episode. We are perfectly willing to cooperate with you. Then release the prisoner for transportation to the planet. I suppose I should go back to where <laughs> this happens. That's the scene. Look at him. He's firing all these torpedoes, just destroying oh, the planet behind him. From? Yep. It's very unpicard like for him to be leaning on the there. Well, when you suspect that your first officer has murdered someone. Yeah. Captain Picard, this is my first officer, Commander William Riker. Commander Riker, I am here to take you into custody. Custody on what charge? Suspicion of murder. Murder? Now wait a minute. You can't come on. Chief Investigator. We are perfectly willing to cooperate with you. Then release the prisoner for transportation to the planet. Let's continue this discussion in private. Uh, number one. You have the bridge. <laughs> uh, Wesley, uh, set a course for Earth, warp nine. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then like everyone's like looking at him like what is going on? Sir, Which I guess is sort of what they're looking at me. Can I come into your right room, please? For. And then like uh, Worf can't make eye contact with him. What if he did kill him? <laughs> he would have honor. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> what is murder? <laughs> Classic Picard maneuver right there. Two witnesses have come forward to describe Commander Riker's threats against Dr. Apgar. Threats? I'm aware there was a private conversation between them. Apparently, it was much more than just a private conversation. But he will be given a chance to prove his innocence. I gotta say, all these uh, aliens are weird in their own way. But uh, I enjoy the alien makeup on them. I think it's, uh, it's a nice mixture of... You know, you can see their expressions, but it's still alienish. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, sometimes they go off base with the system of jurisprudence. A man is innocent until proved guilty. In ours, he is guilty until he is proved innocent, and you are under our jurisdiction. <laughs> if I understand Federation regulations, all their legal matter, rules are the reverse of everything. I just happened to look them up before. I, I am aware of Federation regulations, sir. And if you investigate them further, you will find the captain decides if extradition is warranted. Check. Are you saying it is not? I am saying if there is sufficient cause to warrant a trial, I will release my officer into your custody. Would you say that you are close to your first officer, Captain? That question is irrelevant here. Really, Captain, you cannot believe that. How can I expect a fair and impartial decision? When it's so they clear he's like in a, love with you. They should have gotten like a perennial TV detective to play this part. It would have been more yeah, fun. That would have been you know nice. I mean? yeah. Would have like added a little something to the episode. And frankly, it would have helped if if the, that you felt a threat from that guy that he was yeah. really digging up stuff. This yeah. guy sort of seems like a bystander to the like, proceedings. I, if you're fucking, you throw uh, Telly Savalas in this role? Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, He's got a lollipop. Or um, Peter um, Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah. Columbo. Columbo. I always call him Columbia. <laughs> Let's protect the rights of my officer. I can appreciate that. On computers, it would be impossible to accomplish here. Perhaps not. Mr. Data, I'm looking for an excuse to use the holodeck during an episode. I sir. So in that one, he does uh, hit the comm badge as opposed to going, Mr. Data, can I, without just right. seeing the computer. Commander Data, this is Chief Inspector Crack. <laughs> what a creeper shot of Riker that was, by the way. Yeah. Just peeking in. What's going on there? Can you mention me? <laughs> you you don't Commander believe him, do you, sir? Testimony from the away team and from witnesses provided by the investigator. Would it be possible to program the holodeck to recreate what happened on the science station? It would require construction and design specifications, full orthographic representations of the Krieger equipment, as well as visual representations and voice analyses of the persons involved. But it is possible. Very well. Arrangements will be made to provide you with all available information. All right. So they head to the holodeck for an episode that is just bananas. And the opening statement of Riker is a delight. Is there anything you'd like to say before we begin, number one? Just this. I'm not a murderer. I went to the Tanigan lab as an official representative of Starfleet. I acted accordingly. I was there to evaluate Dr. Apgar's progress in the development of a Krieger wave converter. That's all I was interested in. 
Computer. Load deposition program Riker 1. I worked on this a lot. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to just uh, call up a little trumpet music. <laughs> I meant trombone. <laughs> Run the simulation. Dr. Apgar, I'm Commander William Riker. Lieutenant Commander Jordi LaForge. My assistant, Tana. Well, let's get on with it, shall we? Let's not be in such a hurry, dear. Perhaps our guest would care for some refreshments. My wife, Manua. Pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Apgar. Manua. If you're prepared to start. Right. So Manua is played Uh-oh. by Gina Hecht, <laughs> who was uh, George's therapist on Seinfeld. Andy does a lot of guest star homework. I, I like to do a deep dive, particularly when, I write, when I'm like, I know those people. Um, and uh, uh, do you remember uh, on Seinfeld when George gets his jacket stuck in uh, therapy and then they spend the whole therapy yeah, session yeah, yeah, trying, trying to undo it? Yeah, yeah. And I have, my fav- I, have, I, have an, I have a favorite moment of Seinfeld in there when she's like, she's like George, look at me. Forget the jacket, and, and Jason Alexander is like, <laughs> you know, like, kind of like, you're right. I'm just being crazy. He goes, it's just so frustrating, and he keeps working <laughs> on it. Um, and uh, and uh, the other gentleman, uh, Neil Apgar, is played by Mark Margolis, who is Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad, right? Which was crazy to me because I was like, I know that face and I know how he's moving. But there's like he's doing a different voice, and I couldn't place it. He's doing a different voice, and he's an alien, and he's an alien. Well, I, no, but I feel like I recognize his face, but not his voice. Th- that guy, first of all, these two performances—some of the worst performances I've ever seen on Star Trek, in my opinion. I think they are huge and all over well, the place and dramatic. Be. Well, we can talk about that they about whether it was legitimate because or not. it's what you're doing here. What they're rather what. They're performing right as rendition, as Riker's, right as a character's memory of a person. Well, we're going to get into that, but that, but whatever the case, uh, he also is Alberto the Shadow in. uh, He was like the assassin in uh, in um, in uh, Scarface, who has the bomb, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I didn't realize that that was the same guy as Hector Salamanca. That one's obviously the same guy, but uh, and then he was also in Pi. And I have a little, I don't know, I have a clip which probably doesn't mean anything. But my main point is, outside of this performance, which I think is ridiculous and terrible, this guy's amazing. I can't believe he was all these different parts and he's Hector Salamanca, which is one of the great villains of all time. And I got to give it to him here. He he plays three different characters, (laughs) essentially. Three different uh, attitudes. Three Three different, uh, each more unbelievable than the next attitudes. The way he rings this bell is just like out of control. Hit it. That was the guy, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, never seen Breaking Bad, but I even know that. Oh, you gotta watch awesome. Breaking Bad. You know what? Grab yourself a season three Blu-ray of Breaking Bad. Guess what you'll see on there? You? What? You're in it? No, I'm just in a special feature of Breaking Bad where we bowl with them. <laughs> and was it midnight? We did it. We did it. We did a Nerdist uh, bowling against them. Crazy Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was uh, Vince Gilligan as a bowler? Uh, Vince was not... Did Vince bowl? I don't even remember. How was Bob Odenkirk as a bowler? It was... It was... Um, How was Jesse Pinkman as a bowler? Very, he was decent. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston. Cranston was good. 
I would think Cryanston would be the, the Betsy the was best. good. Brant. Okay. Uh, I was the worst uh-huh. by far. Really? Oh, I'm a terrible I think bowler. that might be. I'm a terrible your, bowler in your zone. The worst bowler there's ever been. You love norms. How could we be a bad bowler? <laughs> That's a good point. All right, I do why don't love you give diner. me an overview of your research while Mr. LaForge and your assistant take a look at the experimental data? Fine, whatever. I must say, command. <laughs> so he looks and goes like, "You buying this?" <laughs> I resent this early arrival. Starfleet will get its converter. I've had a few setbacks. That's all. We're not here to pressure you, Doctor. We just want an update on your progress. Tana, show the commander's assistant whatever he wants to see. Give him full access to our records. Computer freeze. It was then when I high-fived them all, <laughs> and we saved a bunch of children. Huh? <laughs> I like that in Riker's rendition of this story, uh, it's almost like... It's almost like if you were telling someone a story where you were trying to make the other people seem crazy. And then I was like, what do you mean? I'm just trying to be reasonable here. <laughs> like, that's the way the oh, characters a thousand percent. It. A thousand percent. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, things where you're like, come on. <laughs> you didn't say that first. That's not what happened. Like, I don't... I, I honestly find Riker's version of events the least believable. 100%. <laughs> of all of these. 100%. <laughs> Our Lambda field generator is on the planet since it requires a minimum of 5,000 kilometers for the field to collimate. Really, darling, you're being rude. After all, Commander Riker is willing to sit through all your prattle about Krieger waves. Let's have a drink, Commander, and we'll hear all about Krieger waves. (laughs) I like everybody's version of the toast also. (laughs) Yeah. Your success, Doctor. Mm-hmm. And the rewards that come with Riker, what is Starfleet doing here anyway? My delivery wasn't scheduled for another three months. Well, we were in this sector on another mission. And since you had already contacted Starfleet about additional dicocilium, it seemed like a good opportunity. How interesting. Tell us about this other mission. Well, it was just a study of a proto-star cloud. The Enterprise will be back tomorrow. The Enterprise just left you here? We didn't want to inconvenience you. We've made arrangements for quarters on the planet. Oh, I won't hear of such a thing. Commander, I... <laughs> this disconnect between the two stories is the craziest part of this to me. Honestly, the craziest part of this to me yeah. is the fact that in Riker's version, right. he says, don't worry about it. We have uh, we made arrangements on the planet. Right. And in the other version, it's, we're going to stay here. Right. <laughs> it's a huge inconvenience. Right. Well, I think that, that that suggests that in that one he had a plan to, uh, to uh, try and force himself on the lady. And in this one... Right. But like also like... I don't know. Why is this in here? Uh, well, well, that's the main thing. Is like that. If you're going to do a Rashomon, this is all based on a Kurosawa movie called Rashomon, which all these types of different perspectives things spring from. Rashomon is a genius movie. Uh, actually, you know, Rashomon is actually based on oh. a Star Trek episode <laughs> that happened many years after it came out. It was interesting. No, it was, time it was actually the same. The guy that did the line in the turbo lift. Yeah. Uh, the time traveler who yeah, listens he, to this podcast. He yeah. also he went back in time and he hung out with Kurosawa at a bar and was like, "Listen, here's a great here's idea an idea." For First, he learned Japanese. <laughs> well, uh, look, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. It's about a spaceship. 
It's the um, same event, but from three different people's <laughs> point of view. There's an All in the Family like this, too. But there's no... I mean, there's so many versions of this. As is your, indi- uh, your, what, your implication, there's no reason <laughs> this part would be the thing that they would keep reenacting. But it, it's only in here for the end. Right. Which Michael Pillar, I believe, was very proud of, is like all the working pieces and everything. And as they're leading to the end, and it's like, you know, Picard's starting to break it all down, then I'm like, oh, that that seems promising. But then it's just, who cares? You're very important work. But I, for one, am glad for the government. <laughs> Good. It's no door I've ever heard. I must apologize for my husband's lack of social graces. He may be one of the great scientific minds in the galaxy, but he does come up a bit short in other areas. Small dick. <laughs> like, what is she is saying? That, yeah, like, that's, that's such a weird pun for, like, Riker to have put in there. Yep. For him to make up. And then I've got to make a Wait face a and look Stop. up in the air. Like, are you saying that she Craig, like, made a are you joke saying that she insinuated? <laughs> what are we watching? Then it's your testimony that it was Mrs. Apgar's idea for you to spend the night aboard the space station. It's my testimony, and it's the truth. Resume program. Our guest quarters aren't luxurious, but I've tried to make this room warm and inviting. I'll be very comfortable, thank you. Good night. I'm painting it like the inside of a the vagina. The environmental controls are... <laughs> Wait, let's just explore that comment for one second. What? That is a pink, a weird oh, that's purple room. Oh, yeah, I, I also have color blindness in addition to face blindness, guys. <laughs> okay, now I feel a little bit better. Her vagina's not purple? No. No. That's... No. You know, I got a lot of issues. And the door shuts by touching this panel. (laughs) Showing him how a door works. What color is that door? A a turquoise-ish kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. Teal? It's like a it's a it's a pale it's a pale green. I think, Matt. It's just a matter of perspective. It's the same. It's the same color of the spaces on Monopoly boards. Yes, I can see that. Okay, all right. This is my sanctuary. Privacy is very important on a small station. I'm left alone here, often for hours. <laughs> yeah, how like, is this? What? Okay, you're left alone for often hours. We all are, lady. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? This is craziness. It's late. I am tired. Are you still tired, Commander? Ma'am, excuse me. I really think that you ought to leave. I knew I'd find you with him. Did you think I didn't notice how you looked at him? I'm not the fool you take me for. Doctor. Ah. <laughs> this, is, this is a crazy series Believe of Believe me, things. this has been a terrible mistake. You won't get away with this. I'll see to it. I swear I will, Riker. He's got to deliver that. Peace program. So even in his telling, how do you feel about Riker not stepping in to stop the guy from hitting the lady? Oh, I think that comes out of nowhere. 
the guy. I don't think like, he anticipates that at all. But he ducks the other guy so easily. It feels like he completely telegraphs that he's about to hit his wife. And Riker does nothing with his quick reflexes, does nothing to stop it. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. In Even the other. after she hits her, he doesn't do anything to step in and go, hey, hey, hey. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a point. Um, and I guess I was curious. I mean, I guess you could argue, well, that Starfleet-wise, or, you know, maybe they're not allowed to interfere, but no, that can't be. Interfere with what? I don't know, in, in some dignitary doing something, but that can't be. It, they would have to step to in scientists. to stop somebody from hurting somebody else. So why Well, I mean, it anything? just becomes your citizen of space, you know? What do you mean? He's a space citizen. <laughs> he sees another citizen in distress. So he should help He her. should help. Right. He's a space citizen. And also, then his follow-up yeah. is, wait, you don't understand, to the husband, instead of going, what are you doing? Yeah. Which, to me, indicates that it was written to be like, no, wait. Uh, normally, it would make sense for you to beat your wife for her cheating on you, but uh, le- that's not the case, is what it feels like is happening there. Mm. Which I think is points to a uh, you know an ongoing problem with the with the um, the gender roles in this the show, but uh, but also on a more specific character level, um, what is what is Riker's deal? <laughs> I don't know. This episode is very odd. Yes, it's so, I don't not until the following morning when he asked to see me alone. Commander LaForge returned to the Enterprise. Resume program. I suppose if I make a formal complaint, your report on my work won't be very good. Doctor, this is going to have no impact on my report. It was a misunderstanding of the worst kind. We could straighten the entire thing out if you would ask Mrs. Apcar to join us. My wife and my assistant have transported down to the planet. See, that's the first instance we hear that. All right, all right. What I are get you distracted. Going to put your report, Riker, that there is no justification for all the extra dicosilium I've requested. That is why they sent you early, isn't it? Doctor, I, I can d- explain why I needed it. They have no idea what my problems are. There are explanations for I don't all of it. I need explanations. I love these nods that they throw in that Riker gives to it. Like, see? Like, this is exactly what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. It, there's the proof. The thing that I created. <laughs> I'll tell my captain to expect your grievance. Do that. Riker to Enterprise. Now his back is turned. He doesn't know what this guy's doing. I'm ready That's to true. leave now. Stand by, Commander. Oh, I guess O'Brien does talk. Engaging transport. Freeze program. Then I return to the Enterprise. And you have nothing further to add, Commander? Uh, Chief nothing O'Brien about firing was very a phaser. surprised. <laughs> I never fired a phaser on the well, science station. He was station. throwing me a surprise party, and then I realized that I was mistaken. Very that, mm, somebody had died. Captain Picard, is it not true that your sensors detected an energy drain just as Commander Riker began transport? That's correct. Have you been able to explain it? Not to my knowledge. There's no reason, by the way, for Picard, for Riker to have a phaser on him anyway. <laughs> no. We have. Our readings are quite clear about it. 
Information retrieved from the lab's ground computers indicate that a focused energy pulse was fired just as Commander <laughs> This Rekker guy's delivering this to what? I Furthermore, don't... by analyzing the angle and trajectory, we have determined that it came from the very spot Commander Riker was standing. You know who'd be great in this role? Who? John Larroquette. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. He'd be amazing. So then, will you allow me to show you my recreation of the end of this story? A speculation, if you will. Computer, run hypothetical crag one. <laughs> On our it's, planet, it's speculation <laughs> is evidence. Hypothetical crag one is him in a cool rock band. And he's like, I meant, <laughs> I meant hypothetical crag two. <laughs> well, while we this have this very, up, but you know what, we might as well. Let's just take a peek. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. If anybody wants a hollow CD, regular Enterprise. I'll be selling the merch in now. the corridor. Stand by, Commander. Engaging transport. Freeze program. Whoa! He just pulls that out of nowhere. I gotta say that's pretty awesome. If you're you're about to be transported, and you shoot somebody while you're being transported. Or, that's pretty no, cool. I mean, you just shoot the power reactor, which is even cooler. That yeah, guy that never sees cool. it coming. Yeah. Also, like. As we've established already, I think in the series, the uh, a phaser being fired while it's being transported can be deactivated by the transport system. Also, the transporter can sense that a weapon is being discharged. You're and, poking a lot of holes in this, uh, and guys. Enable it yeah. inactive. Uh huh. So right. So that's a. Also, is it at the end? What we discover is that the 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 shot came out of the machine and then bounced off the transporter. Mm-hmm. So. Would not the same thing happen inside the transporter beam? Well, that's like a weird radiation. It doesn't know what it is. Whereas, like, the transporter is programmed to, like, know when a weapon is being discharged. But then how come it... What does it bounce off of when, at the end, it shoots from the machine onto the transporter beam? What does it bounce off of? I assume just some... I don't know how this ra- radiation... That, yeah. that, that science of that was fine with me. But just like, why not just, I'm just asking this this part? I, I guess you have to leave mystery to the viewer of like, did Riker do this? Yeah. But no one's ever going to buy that Riker did this. Well, which makes this whole story move. That's one of my main problems with this whole episode. Whole episode is like, you know, it's all bullshit. They don't set it up in any way. Like even from the characterization of the lady and how she hits on him in both versions. Or she doesn't hit on him in the second version, but it's... Well, here's, it's like, her, here's her version. All right. Here's her version when she first sees Riker. Hurry, dear. Perhaps our guest would like some refreshment. My wife, Manua. A pleasure to meet you, Manua. I'm anxious to get started. If you wish, I must say I resent your early arrival, Commander. I have much work to do. I like Riker. how in every version, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's slightly less of a dick in this one. For both of us. Do you assist your husband in his work? Oh, dear, no, I'm no scientist. No, neither am I. But I find this all fascinating, don't you? Mr. LaForge, why don't you take a look at the doctor's experimental data? Later you can give me an overview. Fine, whatever. Starfleet will get its Krieger wave converter. These things take time. I've had a few setbacks, that's all. (laughs) This is so not... Ugh, whatever. Let's uh, jump to the toasts, shall we? All right. Her version of the toast. Commander? Uh. 
to success. Success. <laughs> what a weird performance. Well, so it was exactly. I suppose it's good that you're early. Manu is right. It uh, gives me a chance to show you the progress we've been making. He is I would looking appreciate her up and down. And stay here until the Enterprise returns. Uh, it's a little inconvenient. It would help to accelerate the process. <laughs> it's. I don't know. Well, I mean, is Frank's doing a great job of playing creepy Riker? Now, uh, he, he is. Where shall I start? Well, first of all, you should know that I am very close to being able to collimate a Krieger field. He's really just making eyes at uh, at the misses there. And then this this craziness starts to happen here. Uh, everything about that oh, was one one thing we we sort of passed, which we don't have to go back for. But when uh, when Mrs. Apgar appears, um, the uh, the prosecutor says, in a sense, we've already met Mrs. Apgar, so we shall dispense with the introductions. It's like what <laughs> she's a person. You've seen a hologram. Is, what a weird thing to is, say. That is, I did think that, and I also like was like, would that? Would you really like just? You can't like burn a second of like. Right. Uh, this is Mrs. Abcar. <laughs> just minds in the galaxy, and we love each other very much. Please don't. It must be very lonely, a princess in a very high tower. Please, my husband will be looking for me. Your sanctuary, remember? Commander, don't please. She's lying. That never happened. Freeze program. No, please. Okay, so here's my major problem here. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of problems with this episode, but this, and when I'm watching this, I'm kind of interested because I'm like, oh, the stuff with the radiation and everything is going to cause some kind of causal rift so that actually these two things actually happen. Uh, and that's why everyone has different perspectives. Sure. Because otherwise, how did these two people have this different an interpretation so vastly different. like it's not just oh the same some of the things like with the toast and all that crap is like all right they all he thought he was being more of a dick than Riker was he thought he was Riker was being a little bit more lascivious than Riker was but this is flat out different entirely different things she thought he was a rapist he thought she was completely pushing herself on him so and that doesn't play into the end at all like it doesn't it never is explained which means one of them is way the hell off and we're meant to assume that it's Riker however i will point out that um her characterization in these scenes when we meet her for real are much closer to her telling of the story and i thought it was going to be revealed oh she's lying but it's not it's revealed she's not lying troy says she's telling the truth you know what i'm saying I do. I'm trying to like I'm in trying Riker's, to figure out what you mean by in Riker's when she, version. Yes, we see her as this in Riker's, crazy, in Riker's version. No, in Riker's version, cheater. we see her. No, she, in Riker's version, she's she's making a pass at him. A duplicitous and in her cheater. version. She's he a is, decent. He is forcing himself. Right, at her. but she is a decent, polite person. And in real life, she is a decent, polite person. So what does that mean? Well, I don't know if she's a decent polite person in real life because of the sense of like... We know that Troy thinks she's telling the truth. I know, but like she's like playing... You don't know if she's playing the grieving widow. 
She's to well, hide the fact that her husband had made this backdoor deal with the Ferengi or whoever it is. Well, that is something that Troy, you know what I mean. But doesn't Troy say she thinks she's telling the truth? So we can it's imply the truth as far as she knows. Yeah, we right. can imply so that, that she doesn't. So I guess that but to me also, says minimally, even if even if Riker does think he's telling the truth, and I assume he is, otherwise Tro- Troy at some point would kind of go, "Hey, something's going on. Riker's not telling the truth." If he thinks he's telling the truth, what is Riker's perspective? Like wh- again, Riker maybe has a real messed up perspective on women that this was his in- or the other thing was his interpretation. I'm not saying there wasn't room for interpretation both ways, but. Right, I see what you're saying, and I, but I think like you're also trying to give this episode and story more credence than it has. That's true. <laughs> Captain, you know I would never act like that. Commander Riker, this isn't me. I wasn't the one who closed the door. I didn't proposition her, and I certainly didn't try to rape her. <laughs> well, nothing you know, personal. If you're going to... Why, why go halfway? Uh, uh, you're, yeah, I guess. It's crazy. <laughs> it's this is crazy. So, this is... Why are you doing this? It's exactly what happened. Yeah, I have the same question. Why are... Well, come on, sit down. Keep an eye out for the stunt double in this one. Jonathan Frakes gains about 15 pounds. And loses loses about a half foot in height. Please... I knew you'd try this, Riker. Do you think I didn't notice how you looked at her? I'm not the fool you take me for. <laughs> why? Why they wouldn't let it's Bobby Frakes, Moynihan? Why they wouldn't let Frakes deliver those punches is crazy. You won't get him. That's your get your. You get we can't your, let him hurt his hand. This is where your Riker face palm. Oh, yeah, uh, wow. Riker face palm meme comes and from. Second this, meme is your born. Career is over. I'll see to it. I swear I will, Riker. I like how they. I like how both versions agree. Yeah. That he gets real angry and threatens to end Riker's career. Yes. So that's the one thing they both agree on. Right. That they're really into material gains, and he's threatening to end Riker's career. Yeah. If you report this, you'll be making a terrible mistake, Doctor. A terrible mistake. And then he said, terrible mistake again. I mean, I wouldn't even buy his attack on that, like, she had some kind of mental issue or whatever, but it's just like, it's not even addressed. Yeah, I mean, she leaves and then... We'll take a short recess. Or that there was a reason Riker misinterpreted the whole situation. Also, I think it's weird that Picard puts his hand on his shoulder at that point. That is weird. I'm like, really? Why would she lie like that? She was lying. You could tell. Well, I didn't sense any deception from her. Then you think that I... No, no, of course not. No, no, none of us do. You don't have to convince me of anything. We can't both be telling the truth. It is the truth, as each of you remembers it. That's the crazy part. Right, right. Her version puts a noose around this my neck. This is healing beautifully. I think you can work on strengthening those muscles again. I know nothing Security about being a doctor. Pressure. Evacuate. Repeat. Evacuate. Radiation emissions are indicated in sickbay. 
All right, there's just three people in the ship's sick bay. <laughs> pretty good. Or I think the words are on Beverly. Or doesn't know how to evacuate sick bay. What do you mean? She left 14 patients just in there. <laughs> oh, I see. We just don't see them. We don't see them. <laughs> okay, guys. There's holes in, There's holes forming around the ship. We skipped that part earlier, but uh, here's a little bit of that. Very powerful, but of unknown origin. If this should happen near the engine core or the antimatter containment tanks, we'll be in big trouble, Captain. <laughs> he is, he's a little excited by it. Uh, I'm just saying, oh, Captain, I mean, can you imagine the, what the, the kind of things tanks. I'd have to do to fix it? Oh, my God. My hands would have to be all over that core. <laughs> and then we uh, sit down with the computer core and we see its versions of events. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. The engine's lying. <laughs> Data's noticed something that's too strange to be a coincidence. The two radiation events aboard the Enterprise occurred five hours, 20 minutes, and three seconds apart. The science station exploded yesterday at almost four times that interval. There's a .0014 second variance we haven't been able to explain yet. So you're saying there's a connection between the radiation bursts and the explosion? We do not have the evidence to support that conclusion at this time, Commander. If they're right, we should be able to predict the next event. We're expecting it in just over five hours. Well take every precaution to protect the ship's vital areas. If we haven't identified the source before the next time interval, we'll leave orbit. If you perceive any further danger, advise me immediately. <laughs> a lot of, that, I a like lot that. Of speaking when he's walking I out. love that, the whole thing, because you just feel like, I just feel like whenever Reich, whenever Picard does that kind of thing, yeah. and he like bounces, he like tells essentially 17 people what to do uh-huh. when he leaves. Sure. I always imagine him heading out the door the door closes behind him and he goes nailed it again it. <laughs> just, does a, just like he does like a, me <laughs> he does a home alone fist pump yes, yes. <laughs> like he's always on the edge of thinking yes. he's always on the edge of like sort of maybe thinking ah, did I make the right career choice should I should I have been an archaeologist should I have painted and then whenever this happens he fucking heads out that hallway and just starts high-fiving every crew member he passes by <laughs> We'll figure it out for you, Commander. Beverly looks like she doesn't believe it. Oh, it's all the, it's the talk. Oh, the whole ship's talking about it. Oh, yeah. They're in Holodeck 5 they watching know, right? their own version. <laughs> sure. Also, they know how Riker acts. Who knows? Oh, there's a whole other... I forgot the other version from the I assistant. I wonder if they were afraid to even cast doubt on Riker... Because they cast him as such a womanizer, it feels like it would have been easier. Because I don't have a problem with the differences in perspectives, and I don't even, and I definitely oh, don't have a problem with the idea that like people interpret it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could have done it without. And the I think that would have been far more interesting if we were kind of like, well, Riker is agree. It, I it's totally weird agree with, with women. You. I think it's too. They're too disparate. Right. I think that they're. Um, I mean, you do you remember that All in the Family episode? I don't think I've seen that one. It's. Uh, I think it's like a fridge repair man comes, and they're all telling the story. They're all, and he's a, he's a black yeah, guy, right. right? So Archie's version of it is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, Stivic's version, Mike Stivic's version, is <laughs> crazy in the other way. Yeah. And then it's like, um, God, why do I forget her name? Dingbat. Uh, Edith. Edith. Edith's name. Edith's version is like, oh, that's the that's how this happened uh-huh. like he goes to like 
eat an apple. The repair guy goes to eat an apple, and in Archie's version, he takes out this like switchblade. Yeah, <laughs> and in like <laughs> in in Stivik's version, he like. Um, has like this tiny dinky pocket knife he uh-huh. takes out and like <laughs> it's just like that's I remember that as a kid I just remember that as that's being great. like a really good version of this sort of storytelling there was uh, because those characters sort of allowed for that sure right well there's that's the such thing. disparate they point of views into it exactly and there's such disparate point of views in all of the film. that would have been more interesting also if you had had different Enterprise characters. Sure. <laughs> and in Jordy's version, he's only talking about the technology yeah, in yeah. the scene. And Data's version is perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he <laughs> Although records it'd be, everything. It'd be hilarious if everyone in Data's version spoke exactly <laughs> like, like Data. Data. Um, the, other, uh, the other time that they did, uh, they did that thing was a parody of the Rashomon uh, style that was a very early late night with Conan sketch um, before my time there where... Uh, it was I don't remember what the setup was, but it was Conan says no that this is this is the thing that happened or whatever, and it's him and Andy and, uh, and oh, Max. Andy and Max and they all have their own version of it and they all have their own version of it and then Andy goes that's not how I remember it I remember it this way and it's the same exact thing <laughs> except a point of view shot from Andy's <laughs> chair <laughs> and then oh, Max does that. it and it's from behind Max's that's drums so. It's so good. I think I remember that. And I that. think it was really, it's one of those early Conan sketches that's really awkward and long and too weird for the audience. Yeah. But it's just so brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could take credit for it, but it was before my time. What do you think, Smigel? Uh, I would hope so. Right? Robert Smigel. Evidence. <sighs> Definitely had to have a hand Weigh it accordingly. Computer. Run Tana Simulation 3. Now we're hearing from Tana, the assistant to Captain Jack Sparrow. Who's the guy? Um, Dr. Apgar. Dr. Apgar? Yeah. From Hearsay. Well, by the way, their li- their I love, that, I love okay. that she has a version of this. <laughs> sure. And I mean, I can version, only imagine how steamy way, it was when he kissed version, her. In this version, they're both... Yeah, they're both into it. Which means... But she's reporting what Apgar told her. So well, Apgar comes in, and Apgar's like, "You're not going to believe what my wife and Riker were doing. They were both into it." Oh, that's interesting. So then, wonder if this is closer. Then I knew I'd find the two of you together. Do you think I didn't notice how you were looking at each other? I'm not the fool you take me for. <laughs> this is hilarious. It's like Riker's swing. So I like how in his version, he's like, they were totally making out. And then he tried to swing at me and I ducked and I punched him a couple times. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has that he knocks him down without yeah. even hitting I'm him. I'm going to report this, Riker. You can count on that. You're a dead man, Apgar. <laughs> a dead man. Freeze program. Pretty exciting. Came to find you. I think this is my favorite. <laughs> what do you think? Captain? Shall we watch it again? <laughs> By the way, this is the the argument here is well on our planet we do allow hearsay as evidence. So basically, their law allow, allows for. I heard this happened. Also, you're guilty. Proof. You're guilty till proven innocent. Sure, everything and is everything anyone heard about anything is allowed. Yeah. Run Tana Simulation 4. I want you to take Manu and beam down to Tanaga immediately. 
But, Doctor, if he threatened you, you shouldn't stay. I'm not leaving him here alone. He's capable of anything. I've got to protect our work. I'll contact the authorities. No. I'll take care of that. Doctor, be careful. It'll be all right. Go on. Freeze program. Then what happened? I left the station with Manoa. The next day, when I heard the station had exploded, I knew what had happened. He'd killed Dr. Apgar. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. You are excused. Gotta go. Peace out, dead man. <laughs> Captain, I have established motive, method, and opportunity in any court in the Federation that is sufficient to warrant the extradition of the accused. I await your decision forthwith. This dumb slow pushing for no reason. There uh, was reading that this was an impossible episode for them to film because they had to keep recreating everything. This That's, is one of those episodes where it's like this doesn't seem impossible because it's all you the same build set, the set, same actors, yeah, and you do this version and you work all day on that version and you do you do three days of this. Apparently, it was real hard. You do three days of this, right? Yeah. You do a half day of this yeah. table situation. Uh, and I then the rest of the schedule is the shit around the ship. I will say, having done the dinner episode of the Goldbergs, I know, but that's different. Why? Because that was one room with nine people. Like you had that the coverage you guys had to get. But in this, you're crazier. shooting doubles of people and stuff like that. All right, you got to shoot the plates yeah. like where they're looking, and mm-hmm. Riker's leaning over to Picard, going like, "Uh huh, that's what happened." I mean, I emotionally, I'm on, or intellectually, I'm on your side. I'm just telling you what they emotionally. Said. Emotionally, I'm not never on your side. <laughs> um, but also, Pillar uh, it was apparently super proud of this script and maintains that it should have won like all sorts of sci-fi awards, but felt like in in uh, no. delivery it wasn't good. And I'm like, I don't buy that, man. And uh, Ronald Moore and I think a couple of others were just like, this episode sucks. There's nothing sci-fi about it except for the Krieger wave. I guess that it's all redone with holograms, but I feel like you could have used... Well, that's so silly. If you were doing a matter of perspective, like I was even saying, like interdimensional things or or shifts in the timeline or stuff where it's like really playing with... It's a different perspective because there's something different happening. Yeah. Although I guess that undermines the same situation, different perspectives thing. As you know, Captain, we are looking for a phenomenon that reoccurs every five hours, 20 minutes, and three seconds. The interval between radiation bursts. Yes, we, we found, found it. One such phenomenon Andy Yon's watch. Field generator. <laughs> research. When it's fully charged, it automatically emits an energy pulse and then takes five hours, 20 minutes, and three seconds to recharge itself. It must have been left on after the explosion of the lab. But why would a generator be affecting the Enterprise in this way? It should not be. It is a harmless lambda field generator. But we knew that somehow it was related to our radiation bursts, and then Sounds like he's just got started a falling together. We now know what is causing the bursts, and why the science station exploded, sir. And we also know who killed Dr. Apgar. He doesn't say what killed Dr. Apgar. That's true. Like, he would say. Right. <laughs> or, <laughs> what should, caused the explosion. He might as well have just winked after that. I wonder if Jordy, uh, wonderful of our Burton was sick a lot on this show. 
seems well, like there's why? A, there were at least a couple of episodes where I've commented on he sounds sick. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the first time I've heard it. I remember. It's the first it time I've heard you comment it, by the way. I think it might have been an I think ADR. you maybe write it down as a note and then never say it out loud. Do you want to? You're a gambling man, Matthew. Yeah. Would you care to put any money on that? What is my bet? That you've never said it? That he sounded yes. sick? Yeah. No, nah, I can't. I can't because we've done too many episodes. No. So it's reasonable. Oh, yeah. You could have. I'm willing to back it up. On what yeah. basis? For the last several hours, the Enterprise has been experiencing unusual radiation bursts. We've identified them as Krieger waves. Krieger waves? But that's impossible. From where? I know that From because right I'm here, his assistant. Inside the holiday. <laughs> we have recreated your science lab in every conceivable detail. Essentially, what was in the original lab is here. Including the Krieger wave converter that Dr. Apgar claimed didn't work. By the way, if, you're, if you are in this century and your husband or loved one dies or is mm-hmm. killed in a Krieger wave accident, sure, uh, wouldn't you then slip into a deep, dark depression or just escape to a holodeck where your husband slash loved one is alive still? Oh, just always, yeah? Yeah. Well, I guess that was the thing when the kid's parents die in that one episode. Yeah. Do you pick fantasy over reality? But yeah, I agree. You know? It'd be very difficult. Mm, That's dark. Let's write that. Or every time you break up with someone, do you just recreate them in the holodeck? Well, no. If you broke up with them, then Uh, you're like, "Eh, I gotta go. (laughs) Whatever. If the relationship ended, but you didn't want to. Computer and program. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Andy breaks up with everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What do you What do you mean? By the way, I'm still here. I mean, oh damn it! Who hasn't said that, hoping it would stop? Right? <laughs> who, who, who? Honestly, that would be the coldest way to if end you're a relationship. If you a Star Trek fan, like I swear, you know, I've done it in my life as a as a kid, uh-huh. like to like hope that my life wasn't what it was. I would say <laughs> computer and program, hoping that everything would fade away and I'd be on the Enterprise or something. That is the most hilarious, saddest e- thing equivalent of me reaching at stuff across the room and hoping the force brings it to me as yours as you want to end the fake holographic life that has been created computer and program <laughs> you generate down on the planet's surface have been sending out harmless energy charges seriously right now if you if you said that mm-hmm. and then the grid was suddenly around you would you be delighted or would you be terrified that this life was Oh, I'd be like so confused and I would try to make my way to sickbay. Right. Because you're like, oh, I've I've lost track of who I am. Track of reality and I have to go to sickbay. That's that's very clear thinking of you, Matt. (laughs) Well, I think we should all have a plan. Are you sure you want Beverly? In case this happens. Are you sure you want Beverly tending to you? I'm going to pray it's Pulaski. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, is Nurse Ogawa in? (laughs) Waves. But the holiday can't create this anything. Isn't a, we haven't seen her yet, Nurse Ogawa, right? No. I mean, she's just a nurse that has occasional speaking lines, but... Interesting. I guess she hasn't shown up yet. Spoiler alert. There's a nurse. They didn't. <laughs> when you get down to basics, the converter is nothing more than a complex series of mirrors and reflective coils. The energy from the field generator down on the planet simply reflects off of elements in the converter, which turns it into highly focused Krieger waves. And those same waves have been randomly striking different areas of our ship as we orbit the planet, and our angle to the generator changes. Why would Dr. Apgar lie about his success? Computer, run manual program one, time index 1438. So this is his, I'm gonna fucking know. Blow the lid off this whole thing. 
here's my here's my back into the left moment. Sure. Someday I'll be able to reward you for all your patience. I'll get you everything you ever dreamed of. I have all the reward I need. Freeze program. Computer, run Riker program two. Time index sixteen one zero. To your success, Doctor. And the rewards that come with it. Freeze. I never said that. Nevertheless, it seems clear that your husband was motivated to earn the rewards that pleased you, Mrs. Apgar. What's wrong with that? Well, he wouldn't have earned great profits from his dealings with Starfleet. We were only interested in a new power source. So obviously we're not going to pay for that. Yeah, seriously. We're the Federation. Why would we pay for a new unlimited power source? If we could turn this into a weapon, it would be worth a lot to the Romulans, the Ferengi, and a few others. Now, Dr. Apgar had been ordering extra dicosilium for months. That's a pretty good indication that he was trying to create larger reflective coils. And when the away team arrived early, he must have been worried that Starfleet was becoming suspicious. Which we weren't. We had missed it. He needed more time to finish his work. Apgar said that in each of the three versions. No doubt he was afraid that Commander Riker might learn the truth and cut off his support prematurely. Discovering Commander Riker with his wife didn't help matters. I submit he decided to murder Commander Riker. Ridiculous. Is it? Computer, run Tainer program four. Time index, 1814. I'll contact the authorities. No. I'll take care of that. People, people, boop, 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 boop. I don't want the authorities here. I'm a part owner of Poyos Hermanos. What is Apgar doing here? Transporting drugs across the the county lines. Why would he do that? Maybe he was going to work on the converter. I I don't know. Maybe he was already thinking ahead to his next confrontation with Commander Riker. Computer, play Riker Program 4, time index 24-1. What are you going to put in your report, Riker, that there's no justification for all the extra dicosilium I've requested? That is why they sent you early, isn't it? I can explain why I needed it. They have no idea what my problems are. There are explanations for it all. I don't need explanations. Freeze. To Apgar, this must have seemed as though Commander Riker were confirming his worst fears. And I believe it was now that he finally decided to kill him. You forget, Picard. We know that the energy pulse which blew up the reactor originated from Commander Riker's position. Uh Uh-huh. And this is where the writers get real proud. We are hypothesizing that Dr. Apgar energized the converter at the moment of Commander Riker's beam-out, hoping to make his death look like a transporter accident. Now, LaForge has a tricorder here. Why? He never does. I don't... I mean, something no, wrong. No, he's on the ship. The energy pulse hit the transporter beam and reflected back to the reactor. Well, I'll tell you why. They were on the set that day when he had the tricorder. Right. <laughs> so now he's shooting this up. scene. Right. Caused the explosion. An interesting hypothesis, but impossible to prove. Not really. 
We know that the field generator on the planet has been repeating a discharge ever since the explosion. The intervals are like clockwork, except the explosion occurred 0.0014 seconds after the initial discharge. Now, the only explanation for that variance is the time it would take the energy pulse to bounce back from the transporter beam to the reactor. That part seems We've arranged a demonstration to illustrate. Mr. LaForge, I think it's about time, isn't it? Computer load program. LaForge 1... Coordinate auto-engage time sequence. She's Jordy the naked with the from the machine. Generator this is Jordy and a beach. No, no, a two, two. And we've Sorry, LaForge two. And program to recreate the final events as Commander Riker described them. Only this time, our facsimile will automatically process Dr. the energy. It's just Dr. Leah Brahms dancing <laughs> for him. Oh, Jordy, this is the greatest. ...from the planet and reflect it, just as the original converter did before the explosion. If we're correct... We'll know it instantly. Auto engage time sequence synchronized. Then we have nothing further to say to each other. I'll tell my captain to expect your grievance. Do that. Riker to Enterprise. I'm ready to leave now. Stand by, Commander. Engaging transport. We. That was a loud explosion. Oh, it got louder. I'm so sorry, everybody. I don't know that that's the only possible explanation for that variance. The 0.14 mirror variance. I mean, it's a buy. It's a plausible. It's plausible, but I don't know if it's proof. Ravgar killed himself during his attempt to kill Commander Riker. That is something he would do. (laughs) That's so him. Based on this new evidence, I withdraw my request for Commander Riker's extradition. I like that they don't care. They don't Commander. care about the accusation of rape. Also, <laughs> like that part. That part does not matter. Although it was, it's not Riker that said that. No, she. He said that she hit on him. She right. said he tried to rape her. No, but she didn't say that. She did. No, Riker said that. Oh, right. Well, he she was implying that he tried to force himself. Sure, on but her. then in the third version, they uh-huh. were they were both into it. <laughs> sure. You know, because you got to <laughs> take husband's the extremes version. and cut the middle. The husband was into it. He wanted to present them that way. Number one, have we any further business in the Talaga system? <laughs> nope. No, I'd be more than willing to put it behind me. Then perhaps you would do me the pleasure of getting this ship underway. With pleasure, sir. Ensign Crusher, set course for Emilat 2, warp 3. Course laid in, sir. Engage. He really showed them. He really did. I don't, it really disturbs me. That there's that's never addressed, but uh, what are you going to do? That what's never addressed? The the distinction. Oh, the the. I understand that that craziness is, of the yeah, the disparate stories. The disparate story. And I understand that that is the basis of the intention of the yeah. episode, but it's still like I would have loved for it to be. It's so dumb. At least wrapped up at the end somehow, like some face off between the the lady and Riker. Like you know, I guess I misinterpreted this or something. What are you? I think you're going to try to your best to give this episode a MVC. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we got uh, a new briefer version from Anders Peterson, who sent us our original 
one of our original MVC um, uh, themes, and he sent us a, a quicker one if we want to get get moving faster. And here it is. Well, it's the MVC, yeah, the MVC. Get over that! <laughs> that was amazing. Um, MVC. Jordy and Wesley? They're the ones that both figure out the deal? No, it's Data that figures it out. He notices the five the very hour twenty three second. Yeah, but aren't they the ones who are explaining the distinction they when they're on the bridge? It, but it does appear to me to be data. I think you're wrong. I think it's them. I think he notices the the uh, the pieces of information, but I think they're the ones that put it together. This is a terrible episode. I'm gonna have to, I yeah. guess, go back. It's up to you. Right, do you want me to bring it up? Um, oh God, I'm sorry, buddy. No, no, it's okay. I, I just, I just, <laughs> we're just gonna have to watch the whole thing think again. That we're gonna have to do this all over again. Everybody, buckle up. Guys, Here we go. Going back to the beginning. See, look at it. it's even the icon for the next fucking episode. So it, 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 screw everybody. All right. <laughs> oh shit. We're going to see Jonathan Frakes' directorial debut in two weeks. This is gonna oh, really? Great. I didn't know he directed that early. Good for I him. I believe that's... Is, did he do that? I think he did. Anyway, it's either him or Stewart. I want to know who he, had, who he messed around with in the 80s. In the 80s? Or in the 90s or whatever. At his peak. I want to know no, what... No, at his peak, he got married to Jeannie Francis. Oh, I guess predating that. Like when he was guest starring on Heart to Heart. Yeah. <laughs> Five hours, 20 minutes, and three seconds. The interval between radiation bursts. We have found one such phenomenon on the planet's surface. It's the field generator. That uh, yeah, I guess he was involved, too. But I feel like all three of them are involved. It automatically emits an energy pulse and then takes five I know it's going to drive Brad Arrington crazy, but I'm giving, I'm splitting the vote it must have been left on between the, the three of them. The lab. But why would a generator be affecting the enterprise in this way? It should not be. It is a harmless lambda field generator. But we knew that somehow it was related to our radiation bursts, and then the pieces just started falling together. We now know what is causing the bursts, and why the science station exploded, sir. And we also know who killed Dr. Apple. <laughs> maybe, maybe we take Wesley out of the equation because he doesn't clearly know what's going on. Or maybe Wesley's implying... Oh, I thought it was a guy named Krieger. <laughs> Oh. oh, I wasn't fully listening. I'm sorry, oh, guys. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah, it's about an it. this uh, latest test I have to take <laughs> for Starfleet equivalency exams. I was thinking about destroying all of you. Um, all right, let's give it to Jordy <laughs> and Data then. Jordy and Data, half and half. There you go. How many Andy's does this episode get? Um. Matthew? Uh, this episode gets three Andes. Three? That's yeah. higher than I would Is think. Is it? I, you know, I find it watchable. Yeah, you yeah. enjoyed the badness of it. Yeah, I find it watchable. And you know, as we all know, my rating system is, is predicated on uh, commercial break watchability. I'm giving it a two. Hey, we're not that far apart. No. You know, we're just one Andy apart. I guess that's true. Maybe some other... I feel like when you get into the three area, I guess that's, a, that's appropriate. It's like sort of a watchable episode. Mm. 
Now, and there are different reasons you can be knocked down to a This chair. is uh, the trailer for next week's episode, yesterday's so Enterprise. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen. I don't understand. I don't understand what he's saying right now. Anyway, here we go. Should I not watch? I'm gonna. I'm gonna close my ears and eyes. What? You have to watch the trailer. What? Do this I? is how we all you saw know, Star Trek. I just want to tell you. This always would play. I just want to tell you. People have said I shouldn't watch them because there are spoilers in them. But that's not fair to me, who had to grow up watching Star Trek and seeing these trailers constantly. Because this is a, a piece of entertainment, me me on this podcast with you, I'm going to watch this, the the episode, the the trailer. But I, I see their but reasoning. You should like get like like when I was a kid, I and, get like, excited. The and... episode, like the trailer came out, I was like, who? Like it's not it's not on us that they may or may not put a lot of the plot into the trailer but like you see you see there i don't think there are that many spoilers in trailers in general but i mean i haven't i haven't watched this trailer uh in a long time so i don't know let's see what let's let's see see what what happens let's see if i here's why i like the trailer okay i like to know if the trailer gets andy excited to watch the episode or not that is valid Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation, an enterprise from the past rips through time and alters the future. I'm supposed to be dead. Now, Lieutenant (gasps) Yar lives again to help the crew fight a devastating battle. This war is not supposed to be happening. You've got to send those people back to correct this. And one courageous team must die to save the Federation from destruction on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, that looks like a Secunda-style episode. It's got battles. It's got all sorts of time jumps. There you go. Oh, that looks good. I don't think that was that spoilery. I don't know. Were those Klingons or Romulans? Or should I know? Those were Klingons. Klingons, Those were Klingon birds of prey. Klingons were attacking. Klingon birds of pry. Birds of prize. No, those are Klingon. Yeah, Klingon birds of prey. Yeah, birds of prey. They're still around, right? Uh, Yes. Some of them were retired from service for a faulty plasma coil. Anyway, people who enjoy Star Trek will understand that reference. Oops, sorry. Andy, don't don't click volume at me. I apologize. Don't volume click at me. I apologize. Uh, is there any more business? Nope. Then we just have to beam out of here, right? That's right. Oh, boy. That's going to take a little while, Andy. i got to fire up this transporter system. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, you know what? Not as long as I thought it would take. Uh. I'm trapped, and I don't know how to turn off the thing. Matt! (laughs) Disengage.